0: Behind the behind the scenes. Hey, for... Welcome to Steelers Podcast. Um, Joe wanted to do the podcast offline this week. But hey, I said, hey, I like
1: We need to create more behind the scenes content for the yeah. real Ohio and Steelers <laughs> podcast fans. we
0: we'll, we'll do it like they did in the 70s for podcasts where no one really recorded anything. They just talked on the phone about the Steelers or something.
1: Yeah, they just gathered in a basement.
0: Yeah, well. We got no, it rolling because Joe and I are getting our COVID vaccine, so again, if you're listening to this 10 years in the future, and I'm not sure why you would be, uh, we're <laughs> in COVID time. I, I don't know, it would be interesting to listen to like a 2005 Steelers analysis week by week or something, but uh, yeah, we're doing vaccines this week, so we got a lot to get to, so let's get to it. I got um, my first one on Thursday. Thursday. You did?
2: That, Great. Yeah, went to went to PNC Park. Got to uh, Whoa, slum around nice. down in the the tunnels where the press conferences are held and the clubhouses are. It's kind of fun. Oh wow, wow,
1: nice! I, I just got I, mine at a grocery store.
0: Yes, me too. <laughs> I couldn't find me Rock Columbus. Everyone's like, "Oh, be patient, go all day, and you can find something right by your house." I'm like, "No, I don't have time, so I'm I'm taking the hour drive to Mansfield. Say, so hey, how about Ooh. that?" Nice. Cool, Mansfield, Ohio is going to get That's a visit a, from me. At the prison? No, Kroger. <laughs> so if any technically of
1: technically is in the prison, by the way. Yeah. I
0: don't know if you know that
1: about Mansfield.
0: <laughs> if, if any fans of the sewage podcast one appearance, I mean, hey, you know, I'll sign autographs, kiss babies, they'll be there you go. Out, so.
1: You're not allowed but, to do that during COVID, man. <laughs> you gotta have the shot for two weeks if they yes. before they let you do that.
0: Well considering the fact that the I should be shouted up by the time the podcast comes out. You probably won't see me because Fair enough. By the time you hear this, I will hopefully be shouted up with COVID <laughs> vaccine. Yeah. What a great term. My English teacher's probably dying right now. So it's great. Yeah.
1: yeah All right. Definitely.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. Lots to talk about the Steelers this week. Um I was bad. Saturday night I fell asleep at eight, missed our family supper, woke up at twelve. I, I used to check those cell phones to say, hey, anything big happened while I was asleep. And the great Joe Frost was like, i lose coming back. I'm like, what? And not shocking news, but it was surprising. Apparently, uh, we were disappointed what was a week ago because it looked like he was going to Jacksonville. He's got family in Jacksonville. I think his family was living in Jacksonville still, if I if I heard right. Uh, but so, originally, he said he was going to go back to Jacksonville, but apparently um, Cam Hayward talked to him, according to Joe. Um, actually, uh, Ty got um, COVID, and that apparently kind of kept him in Pittsburgh so he, he was able to think about some stuff. I guess they were in the process of building a dream home in Pittsburgh from right here. Uh, it, it's just a rumor tree. And he said, hey, I'm going to stay in Pittsburgh. And apparently – He's accepted less money to Sam Pittsburgh. So I'm not sure exactly what the salary ramifications is, but I mean, I wouldn't say Super Bowl seven is here right now, but really does solidify a defense that needed a nose tackle. Um, they were much better against the run with him on the field and without him on the field. Now he's 34. It's probably a one-year or a two-year fix, but hey. I like it better than warmly or Carlos Davis. Joe, what do you think about all this?
1: Yeah, I was just yeah. trying to look up what the details were, uh, and it, it appears as though it's using up only 1.5 million in cap space. So I may, it may be something like a two-year deal. Uh, I know that it was it was theoretically the original deal there wasn't like a renegotiation that Steelers had offered him money to stay and then he had taken a bigger deal from Jacksonville and he is going back to the original deal to stay with the Steelers okay that's and and then i just spotted the thing about the 1.5 cap hit so
0: well and, and you got a quality quarterback at cheap price uh, i mean quarterback um quality starter on the defense at cheap price um
1: and it fills one of the holes that Paul's been screaming about for a couple of weeks now.
0: Right. Well, uh, before that, that's, one
1: less, that's one less hole we have to fill.
0: <laughs> well, before we get to Paul, any downsides, Joe, you see to this?
1: I, I don't see any downsides. I mean, it's always good to bring back somebody who knows the system that you're working rather than trying to get somebody new in there who has to relearn terminology. You got to relearn the feel with the other linemen. Linemen is one of those units that really just functions together and they have to know each other really, really well. So it's great that he's coming back and has that gel with people, and that the reason that he came back was that the other linemen were talking to him, like, dude, please stick around. We can do this together. So that's all all positive, I think.
2: Paul, you're happy. Uh, well, what's your thoughts? On yes. That? Yes, The the number of, I mean, all of a sudden, I felt like we were just a slice of Swiss cheese. And the more of those holes we can fill up, um, the, the more at peace I'm going to be. Um, the, the more optimistic it is that, okay, maybe in the draft, uh, maybe we can the Because really, when the season was done, I'm like, okay, we're going to have a couple holes we definitely need to fill. All of a sudden, it became like feeling like we have to replace the whole team. So if we can get down to a point where, okay, maybe a couple key draft picks and we can have almost all the pieces in place. Uh, a definite relief. And even if it's a one-year thing, um, you know, obviously with Ben being here, we're, we're kicking the can down the road. So fine, let's kick it down the road, whatever, however old Ty is fine. Uh, He's much better uh, than trying to find a rookie or putting Chris Wormley. in. so uh, very happy that he'll be back. Well, I'm seeing a report here that they were talking to a defensive, a defensive
0: tackle, a veteran, um, so I'm assuming they would have even had to make a move, even the draft or the defense, and with the low salary cap that they have, they don't have that much to work with. Hey, it's an issue to solve without having to spend a lot of money, so it, it's good that Ty is still a good player, and it's good that they didn't have to spend a lot. It's a
2: plus-plus, you know? And I, I don't know who – I forget who their financial guru is, but
0: whoever he is, is.
2: – yeah. Yeah, cut, cut him some more money because he's he's pulling money out of his hat here. So <laughs> well, and
0: especially next year, I mean, you know, you've got more Ben dead money no matter what happens to Ben. And now you have Juju dead money. And, I mean, there's going to be more dead money year after year. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. But, hey, let's don't worry about next year. Let's get through this year first. <laughs> and it should be good. I, I'm excited about this. Um. I not want to spend a ton of time on this because it's kind of old news because, as Joe said, the NFL waits until the end of this podcast and then says, hey, let's make some news. Let's bring some stuff. <laughs> because later in the day of last week when we recorded a podcast, uh, Stephen Nelson, he gave a cryptic tweet. Remember last week he said, hey, I want to get traded. And he said, hey, give me some freedom. And the suitor said, okay, you're free. So they release him. Um, I'm sure they didn't do it just because of a tweet, but it sounds like they couldn't get a taker from him. Um, I know Paul and I were hopefully speculating that we could grab a second round pick if we traded, you know, Nelson Never guy away. But, you know, we couldn't even get a seventh round pick for him. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess my thought is there's a lot of NFL players that aren't getting what they think they're worth. I think part of it is COVID's lowered the salary cap. So maybe a non-COVID year, more money be available. Um, you know, Stephen Nelson, I still really think he's a good cover guy, but apparently nobody wanted to pay him the $8 million that Pittsburgh owed to him. So, yeah, it's disappointing couldn't get anything for him, but apparently nobody wanted him at the $8 million price. I don't know, Joe. I felt a little surprised by that. Did you?
1: A little bit surprised, but like you said, that salary cap got lowered and – you know, yeah. people are less willing to take on stuff, and they're looking at what that return is. Um, and he's a solid, he's a solid corner. But I think there, are I think in the market that's happening right now, people are feeling like they're going to get more out of their money. If, uh, if for you know, if they're paying that much, they want to get a little bit more. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if it, if it makes the big difference. And the reason for the cut is to then you know, cut the, his hit on the salary cap and free up a little bit more money in other corners and whatever else. And it's just easier and quicker for them to cut him rather than wait around for that uh, for that sweetheart of a deal uh, that may or may not be coming. So I, I feel like they they have so many, so many uh, wheels, so many plates spinning right now. That was one that they just couldn't wait on. Uh, and it was a way of freeing up some space freeing up some dollars, and so they went ahead and made it since he's clearly was unhappy, and it was clear enough to them that I don't want to pay this guy to stick around we're not here for to uh, to uh, to cater to hostages, we need people who are volunteering to be on this team.
0: Paul, I don't know if you got a chance to take a look at but but um, I shared a you guys late last week a uh, post-gazette, kind of like a chat, like a question-and-answer format. And it was interesting. The, the guy who was – can't remember the guy's name, but he was really I, – I, I guess he flew in the face of our speculation of a cornerback. He said, hey, Joe Hayden is a better quarterback. Joe Hayden's got more leadership. And he went as far as to say – uh, James Pierre, the guy who we thought could be the fourth, is actually has overtaken um, Justin Lane as the third cornerback. So, um, you know, he kind of flew in the face of some of the talk that we thought saying, ooh, you know, Stephen Nelson's the best cornerback. You know, do you agree with it? I mean, obviously, we didn't have the side cap space for him, but the way this guy sounded, I mean, he wasn't saying Nelson was crap, but he didn't hold Nelson
2: as high as regard that I guess we did last week. I mean, I, yeah, I I can see that in terms of his place on the team. Um, we're still gonna probably need to find a replacement for him uh, in, right. in some avenue. Um, it, it's it, it's frustrating to not getting anything for him. Um, probably not as bad as the Cavaliers just flat out releasing Andre Drummond, but still, um, right. if you're gonna lose a starter, you, you kind of want to get something back, and it was unfortunate they weren't able to, but. Uh, you know, some of the reasons Joe was talking about, you know, there there comes that point where sometimes it's just better to move on and then piddle paddle around waiting for someone to offer you a fifth round pick for him or something. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Right now, your number one is Joe Hayden. Your number two is Cam Sutton. Three, and, and again, this is according to Post Gazette. Uh, they think Pierre's your three, and Justin Lynch your four. And if Pierre just lands, okay, I mean, you could go with that. But, you know, Paul Paul is right. I don't know if they need a really high pick on the cornerback, but I think they need a, to bring a cornerback in or a high pick on somebody who you can at least say is your fourth cornerback. You know, you, you may not need another starter, but I think you need a guy who can contribute next year, so – It'll be interesting. We don't have that many draft picks. That's the problem. (laughs) We need some more (laughs) compensatory picks or something, you know, because we have picks, but we still have a little bit of, um, you know, issues here. Um, You know, the other thing, uh, Big Al, we haven't heard that much about Big Al. Um, They made some moves. Um, Eric Ebron got restructured last week. So they were going into the weekend with like $12 under the cap. Um, you know, it sounds like Ty's gonna take a million and a half. Uh, we got a crazy report about Bears' guy that might be coming to the sewage, but that hasn't been substantiated yet. But it's interesting. We were wondering about Big Al, and I saw a tweet today from Colin Dunlap. And I guess Ed Bouchette was on the fan morning show. And on the show, according to this tweet from Colin, uh, I guess Bouchette was saying, sources are saying Big Al was in the process of putting his home in Pittsburgh up for sale. But the sooner said, hey, you gotta hold off on doing this. So that doesn't necessarily mean Big Al's definitely coming back. But I would take uh, it as a sign that you know it's not done on talking. Are you up for Big Al coming back if if he takes a, a tie type contract, Joe? What do you think about that?
1: I mean, I think that it's it's always a a positive thing. Like I said, to have somebody who's knows the system and it can be around and and. You know, we we have good expectations of what it is that he's going to be able to do. He may not be the ultimate answer for all of the Steelers line problems, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have him back. Um, it's just such an interesting thing to think about all of the conversations that happen around it and all the little indicators that you can see that are happening around the idea of signing somebody for a deal. Hey, don't sell your house yet. You know, that's or don't bother putting it up yet. It's that's a, a, a weird, <laughs> a my, weird indicator to have to process.
0: My worker has real estate. agents calling me saying, Hey, put your house in the market. I'm like, "Whoa, what does this mean? Hey, go away. Don't come back. No, I'm kidding. No, it's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, what well, Paul, let me ask you this in a, in a little bit different way. Um, you know, we're thinking running back maybe with the first, second, or third-round pick. We're thinking inside linebacker could be a possibility for a for second, third-round pick. We're thinking, what, you know, offensive lineman, but we're looking at a tackle issue. We're looking at a center issue. If you had to pick, if you're the GM, um, I don't know if they pick up a tackle and a center in, in two of the three first rounds. They could, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. If you had to pick one or the other, are you picking a tackle or a center? Like would do you have enough confidence in Big Al where you say, Hey, let's get a center. Big Al comes back for a year, we're okay, or would you rather um pick a tackle and say, Hey, BJ Finney, you do this, or
2: we pick a center? And what would you feel more comfortable by? I guess that's what I'm asking. I assuming <clears throat> that we can have Al back, I would take him for another year and focus on getting a really good center uh, and then worry about finding a replacement for Al next year. That okay. would be my approach. And remind me, because uh, we will go
0: back to Taco a little bit later, because I have a story about Zach Banner that I thought was kind of interesting. And I I'm curious about this, but before we get to Zach Banner, how the mighty have fallen. I, you know, James Connor, really cool story. Um, You know, he had cancer, he beat cancer, he's from Erie, he played for Pitt, uh, he had some decent years for Pittsburgh. He's been hurt, Let's be honest, and there's some inconsistency issues, I I guess is a good way of putting it. A couple things over the weekend with him, um, I guess he was talking to the Jets, and the Jets ended up signing Tevin Coleman, and they didn't have to pay a ton for Tevin Coleman too, so one, it kind of shocks me and maybe it shouldn't, that right now Tevin Coleman's held in the higher standard than James Conner. A little quirky story. I guess he had a vague tweet about, hey, something's coming, and who knows what that something could be, and some Seward fans thought it would be free agency news. Um, Joe, what do you think about James Conner? I mean, oh, I also saw a story talking about, hey, if we could get James Conner back on a tie-like deal, now James Conner could be your second and you, you get a running back kind of draft. I mean, what do you think about, I guess, what the league is looking at James Connor as? And if you think maybe he slings back to the Steelers line he lost your contract. You want to take that, Joe, to start?
1: Yeah, there was a little bit of lag there. I'm sorry about that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good. No worries. Uh, yeah. So, yes, I think it's uh, James Conner situation. I think is interesting. The idea that the Jets were talking to him and uh, ultimately made a choice to go another place. Either means they didn't see what they wanted to see out of him, uh, didn't like, you know, just wasn't a love connection or he was asking for more money than they wanted to pay. Um, either way, he was asking for more money than they thought they were going to get value wise out of him. Otherwise (laughs) they would have, they would have made him an offer and put him on the team. So, uh, I think if, if, if it's a scenario where he's going to be able to still come back in with a positive attitude for the Steelers and not be like overly bitter by the fact that he tested free agency and it didn't work out for him, you know, I could see somebody coming off of something like that and being in not a great mood uh and especially if he's going to come in for less than he really wants to come in for uh you know you, again you don't you don't want an unhappy guy in in the room with uh with with a, with a rookie that you're hopefully going to draft a, a really solid rookie so um yeah i think if he could come in with a positive attitude it would be great to have him around have him contribute to the running back situation especially if there's going to be somebody else who's got Who's carrying a little bit more of the, you know, lion's share of the the workload? Uh, so I think it could be a good thing for the Steelers, but it's not a great situation for for Connor. So uh, it's all about his mental space after something like that happens.
0: What do you think, uh, Paul? You think uh, any chance of James Connor in a second dairy role, or you think we should just kick him
2: to the curb? I think Connor's about two years away from being the running back coach at Pitt. Um no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I as we look at his career. I mean, can I look back and find 16 games from him that I'm like, yeah, he's the man? Um, or even as a, I mean, is he going to be that much better of a backup than a Benny Snell? I, yeah, I mean. I think there's a an aura of James Conner that's bigger than his performance so far, and I think he's finding that with free agency. Um, You know, I I could take or leave him, honestly at this point. Love the guy, love his story, uh, but in terms of football performance, I I could go one way or the other and not lose a blink of sleep. Um, Yeah, I'm
0: okay if he's a secondary guy that gets five, 10 carries a game. Because I think when he did that near the end for Pittsburgh last year, he was actually okay. But either they didn't feel comfortable running him 20 times a game or they felt they had to throw Ben, you know, 60 times a game at the end of last year. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But I think I was saying this like a week or two ago, whoever's your number two guy, assuming they're able to get a top running back in the draft, and they may not, who knows, I don't want Connor or Adrian Pearson or anybody else to be your top line guy. I want that guy to be a mentor and a guy who could run it five times a game. And, you know, whoever your young running back is, if it's Snell, McFarland, or a young running back or, or a younger running back, yeah, free agency. I want them to be the, the,
2: the bellwether, I guess. I don't know. So basically have, Connor run it five times a game for nine yards. Well, I think, wasn't
0: it near the end of last year, he actually had like a couple of catches a game and five carries, and he, he didn't do badly. I think he was averaging about four yards a game near the end of the year. Now, now, the sad thing is when he was running a ton near the beginning, he either had a really good game or a really bad game. But I think if he could be that second guy, he may be okay. But, again, he wouldn't even be my first choice to bring that guy to bring back. I actually like Adrian Peterson. I, I think Adrian Peterson could still play a limited role. And I guess if I could pick any one of the second-rate running backs to fill out role, it's Adrian Peterson for me. Any other ideas from you guys on who you might want to be that number two guy if we can get a good running back in the draft?
1: I don't know if I have a better idea uh, I, than Adrian I, Peterson. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, if you're if you're looking at someone who could be a role model for a rookie that you draft, I mean, Connor's been around the league, but what can he really teach? Yeah, a, a rookie. I mean, it's like, here, here's how you get hurt. You know, if you do this with your ankle, and you'll be out for a couple of weeks. Just <laughs> well, and, and maybe that's why you say, "Hey, uh,
0: Adrian Pearson." I mean, I'm assuming Frank Gore's out there. I haven't heard him go anywhere. Have you?
1: No, haven't heard him land anywhere, but.
0: Yeah, so get a guy like that, like a Gore or a Pearson, that you know will not run it 20 times a game anymore. Because I want to see these young guys today. I mean, hopefully, you know, we can end up with a Harris or ATN or a, a Javante Williams. Even Michael Carter, I'm starting to hear, might be a possibility out have North Carolina as a running back. You know, get a top running back, have them be your main guy, but, you know, have an Adrian Pearson so you don't have to have the rookie game. Carry all the time. I mean, I, I think you you know, might be in good shape. I, I don't know. All right. Um. Also wanted to bring up and man, this is a, a big morning for Steelers news. I guess a lot of um, on pro football uh, focus of Mike Florio this morning. He had Peter King on, and Peter's not a grumpy guy. I mean, Peter's an old guy, but Peter's not one to slam people. And Peter King's like you know. Hopefully, you know, when Big Ben shows up, he's in shape. I, I guess the past couple of years, Big Ben wasn't always in great shape. Um, you know, last year, you know, he came off an injury. But there have been some years in the past where he hasn't been in good shape. And they said, hey, that's affected him. That's affected the team. I mean, remember... Uh, there have been years, recent years, where the Steelers, even with Big Ben, have got off the slow starts. Now, this year's different. Obviously, they were 11-0. But, you know, there's been some questions raised. Now, I think the Steelers were 11-0 last year because of Big Ben. Uh, do you guys think that's a concern going into next year? Because, yeah, I think he was out of shape. But last year, he won them a lot of games. So, I don't know if this is a big story or not. Or... Or are we just trying to find something to talk about on a March morning?
1: I feel like it's a story that gets more concerning every year. So yeah, last year happened, and you know flukes happen, and you know we have those years where you feel like, oh, if one or two plays went different in a game, you know we would be, you know, we'd be eleven and zero instead of you know five and six or whatever. Like you know the, that's that's football. And last year was one of those years where everything fell our way in that early part of the season. Um, I think we make that it's easier to make that happen. Roethlisberger comes in lighter, a little stronger, a little more ready to go. Uh, It it, it only gets better from there. He's a guy with an enormous amount of talent who plays backyard football. And if he was, was able to come in a little bit stronger, a little bit quicker then it only gets better from there, you know. Then there's the other people who have less talent who just work their butt off and make themselves into great football players. And that's not Ben, um, but I, and I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden have a Tom Brady routine. To all of a sudden he turns into uh, Peyton Manning, um, you know, like like that's not that's not even the football player that I like. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want him to do that. But if he just came in a little bit lighter and a little bit stronger, how much better everything could go. Uh, And it gets more concerning every year (laughs) as he gets older. Uh, I know the same, I'm talking about myself. When I say Ben Roethlisberger, what I mean is me. If I just came in a little (laughs) bit lighter, everything would go better for me.
0: Yeah. Are, are you, um, well, and, and that's the other thing, too, because I think there's some questions at the end of last year going, does Big Ben still have it? And I, I think it's way too early to say no, but you would think that for him to still have it, it would be more important for, the, for him to come in a healthier – well, not healthier, but more of a in-shape stage. Um, Paul, it's easier for us to talk on a podcast about telling Ben to shape up, but if you were <laughs> talking to Big Ben today, if Big Ben came over to the house or the church and said – Uh, Paul, what do you think? Are you going to tell him to slim down, buddy? Or what are you going to say?
2: Well, I, yeah, like Joe said, every year that goes by, it's more, I mean, it's hard to look a guy in the face who's, who could destroy you and say, hey, dude, just slim up a little. Uh, But the reality is, you know, yeah, I would love that for myself, but I'm also not, a gazillionaire football player, and you know, if if this is twenty six year old Ben who's running around and plowing people over, I'm not worried about it. But as a thirty nine year old, um, you know, he's got to get rid of the ball quick because I'm not sure how well he could run around. I mean, the as he gets older, you know, like Joe said with Brady, obviously, would you know, he doesn't have to go full Brady mode, but something something other than looking like he spent all summer at permandy brothers would be would be nice um, more kale and, chips and I think would help <laughs> I mean yeah. especially with 17 games now instead of 16. I mean you're, just, you're adding another game on and another year to his career um I, I think just yeah it, for his for him to be at his maximum you know because even feels like it last year it's like you kind of it looked like he got in worse shape as the season went on. Um, maybe that was just me, me, but, uh, yeah, I think for his sake and the team, it's going to be better if he can be in the best shape he can be.
0: Okay. Very good. And I, let me throw this into you. I, I sent you guys some topics, but I'm seeing a ton of tweets on this. I'm looking at a Steelers list. I have Sam Darnold, um, is a guy that has been kind of linked to Steelers for a while. No real big rumors, but, Over the weekend, a couple big news. We won't talk about that much because it really does involve the Steelers. But there's a couple of huge trades where right now San Francisco is up to the third pick in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why they're trading up to three because you don't know what number one and number two is. But apparently, you know pretty known that Trevor Lawrence is going to be your number one. Uh, number two, if the Jets, there was some talk saying maybe they go defense, but if the 49ers are trading to three, I'm assuming that they probably look to the Jets for a trade and Jets say, no, we're keeping it. And it looks like the Jets are going to take some type of a quarterback. I'm thinking maybe the kid out of BYU. Um, Zach Wilson, I believe. Um, so I'm looking at this. So Well, and also the fact that the Jets are saying, hey, we don't necessarily need a number one draft pick back for Sam Darnold. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing what the 49ers did. You're seeing what they're saying about Sam Darnold. And I think originally the Jets wanted a ton, like a Matt Stafford type of return for Darnold. And obviously they weren't going to get that. But now people are saying, man, maybe we can get Darnold for pretty cheap. Uh, I see a report here on GetUp ESPN this morning saying that uh, this Kimberly Martin, one of the reporters there, talked to three GMs about the market for Sam Darnold. Two of them said the most they'll give up is a third-round pick. And one said even a late third would be a little rich for Sam Darnold. The other GM said maybe a third or a conditional fourth for Sam Darnold. you say, man, that's going down a little bit. Well, the big speculation is, Darnold's fifth-year option next year would be for $15 million. So if you trade for Darnold, you get him at that rookie quarterback rate this year. But if you trade for him, you'd think, man, I won at least for another year. Now you have to pick up a $15 million option. Joe, I've been thinking about this over the weekend. I'm thinking if we could get a third or a fourth-round pick for Sam Darnold, I think that might be interesting. Um, I, I, you know, anything above that's way offline, line, but I would do that. And I'm, if you had, let's say one more year at Ben, Hey, you know, 15 million for quarterback, even though we don't know if Donald's going to be the man or not, I've never spent 15 million, then 20, 25 million for a guy. I don't know if it's going to be a good or not. Hey, if I, I would be sketching on third, but i would be okay on the fourth. What do you think about maybe trading for our same Donald?
1: if that's something that could actually happen uh way, way back when all of these conversations first started that was the guy that I thought was would be a really good fit in Pittsburgh um I always thought that it was going to take too much it was going to it was going to cost a little bit more than the Steelers were going to be able to afford um but I I am kind of interested in that I, I think he's Darnold, somebody who's, who's uh, whose ceiling seems to be a lot more steady than the current uh, backup quarterbacks we have on our roster in terms of what could happen in the future. Uh, so I like it. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it may then have to it may be more trouble than the Steelers are are uh, interested in in dealing with they because do, they don't you know usually it feels like they're more active this offseason than they have been obviously they've got a lot more holes to fill but if you were to bring in somebody like Darnold then it stands to reason that you're going to want to deal away one of the other guys in the room uh, well, to I see to see if you can then pick up some other things and fill some other holes because you can't walk around with four quarterbacks.
0: Well, if Darrell's worth for third or fourth, you know, what's, I mean, Mason, maybe a sixth, maybe a seventh. I mean, geez, they couldn't get anybody if you Steven Nelson.
1: Even, just, mean, to, even my, just to let him walk away at that point and yeah, you I mean, you use the money least. elsewhere. Yeah.
0: You know, that's yeah, that's all I'm
1: saying. But yeah, I, a, a fourth round for sure, I think it would be worth doing. Uh, third would be, Mm, maybe, uh, just because there's, like I said, we got a lot of other problems. So,
0: I, I forget, Paul. What, where are you at in Sam Darnold? Are you are you pro Sam or anti Sam?
2: Um, I'm, I'm in the middle, but leaning towards pro pro Sam. Um, I honestly, I would say here, take a third and fourth. Go ahead, just give them give them to us. Both. Um, over what we have and the possibility of now at least having a better option for the next few years. Um, I would rather do that now than the year after Ben retires, us go 2-15. Um, I think Darnold has been on a rubbish team, and we were nowhere near seeing, I think, what his potential is. Um, so, yeah, I would say just do it. Uh, would you well that was
0: gonna be my question for you what would you give up i mean what's the most you give up would it would be
2: a third or a fourth or would you do it multiple picks I'd say take a third and fourth just do it right now really Wow yeah I saw a
1: given a, given what we're expecting to get back year after the next uh that would be worth it I would think.
0: Yeah. I would hope I would hope it'd be one pick just based on the number of needs we need. I, I'm a little sketchy about third. I, I'd say a fourth, do it tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, if that's offered. And again, I don't know if it's offered. I think the Jets are still hoping they can get more for, for him. But I, again I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. But another thing is, you know, if this trade the four knives made last week, um, you know, they're swearing up and down they want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know, if you're trading up for the third pick, you're probably trading for a quarterback. So you would think Jimmy G's probably, might be on the trade market too. So now G- Garoppolo is pro- probably going to make 20, 30 million next year. So that some people would rather have a Darnold. But hey, the more quarterbacks are, are out there, the less you'll get back for him. So, you know, maybe the Jets having Jimmy G on the trade market too, possibly, you're not going to get as much for Sam Darnold, which would help the Steelers. I don't know. I I saw one report that you know the students were thinking about maybe offering a second and a sixth. Again, stay away from the second, but third or fourth, I think I'm good. You would trade a second for him, Paul, would you?
2: No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, If we had if all we needed if all we needed was one really good person in the draft, but sure. Uh we we've got a couple needs that we 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 got to fill in those first two rounds well and, and like the, the, seven we need to get in the first year yeah yeah <laughs> I, I
0: mean i mean i'm thinking five probably that yeah, i'm saying either between the draft or free agency we need to get you know i mean we're yeah. i think who you have right now as your starter probably wouldn't work so I don't know. That might be a good question for next week uh, because, yeah, let's give a week and let's see what they do. Um, I think we should talk about how many guys. They're going to make
2: the trade in about 45 minutes. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> so make the that <laughs> right. That they have 10 needs, obviously.
1: Could we ship them a, a, a Mason Rudolph? Who, hey, Darnold? Ru- Ru- Rudolph, Rudolph and a third?
0: I don't know if they're interested in Rudolph. And, I don't and see, know
1: if anybody's interested
0: in Rudolph. <laughs> well, and see, the other thing is, okay, say they get the kid from BYU. Well, you know, well, hmm, I don't know who else they have a quarterback. I mean, I, I think if you get the kid from BYU, you're bringing a veteran. And I'm not talking a Mason Rudolph veteran. I'm talking, well, the Eagles signed Joe Flacco. And I was kind of scratching my head about that one. But, you know. You got a veteran guy to go. Yeah, I don't Hertz, know. Yeah.
1: It's been a couple of years since I've understood what the Eagles front office is thinking. Um, <laughs>
0: I would but, hope.
1: Uh, but what in the world? Why Why would you bring in Joe Flacco?
0: I would hope it's a guy I, that could. You just of, shipped
1: off Joe Flacco. Why do you want another Joe Flacco?
0: Well, I'm hoping <laughs> they're looking at as a guy who can help, you know, Jalen Hurts. But that's not what Flacco does. Well, and here's the other thing too.
1: I want he plays in, mediocre football, and he doesn't mentor other people.
0: Well, if I want, a why guy... you want to, both of those things, you don't need if, both of those things. Jalen Hurts is a mobile quarterback who can throw. Jill Flacco is the opposite of that. Right. That's, that's why I, I kind of like he's immobile and cannot throw. Right. <laughs> that, well, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, if I'm getting a young. If I'm getting a guy who could into a young quarterback, I want a guy that has the same physical traits. You know what I mean? Like,
1: but I feel that same way if, if you're ever filling a quarterback room. Why would you ever have like three different styles of quarterback in your room? You want right. a bunch of guys who will all do the same thing.
0: Well, that was the argument the Ravens had. I and mean, people are like, Is our history yeah. washed up? And they're like, Well, we want guys who play that same way. Uh, even that kid, um, McShorley, the third string guy, right. I mean, he's he's more of a mobile guy. So they're like, you,
1: you, That's what you want in your room. And why yeah. would you pair Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco in the same quarterback room? It makes no sense at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, I guess you're
1: trying to keep the other team on their toes because you literally have no idea what they're going to do next.
0: (laughs) I would think that Darren maybe gets traded either at or a little bit before draft weekend. I'm hoping if he so. doesn't go, yeah. If and if he doesn't go to the Steelers, I'm okay with it. I just don't want somebody getting him for crap. You know what I mean? Like I don't want the Lions getting him for a 6 round draft pick. I mean, I would feel better if somebody yeah, paid be- for him. And I'm like, all right, he's not worth it. So. <laughs>
1: right? You're like where well, he wasn't worth that. Yeah, but if it's like I oh, have some sixth round pick and nothing, box of light bulbs. You know some some uh, some hot dog buns. You know and you're like, oh man, we could have done that.
0: It's like the JJ Watt. <laughs> I'm okay. He didn't go to Pittsburgh, and I feel better that Arizona overpaid for him. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> go go to, your exactly right. li- go to your assistant Go to assisted living <laughs> facility in Arizona with you, Larry Fitzgerald, and all the other old dudes. I mean, come on. Oh well. Uh... All right, getting back, a couple of small things we need to talk about before we wrap up. Uh, Zach Banner, uh, hey, he's going to be able to participate in minicamp. That's good. I think the million-dollar question, I, I think he's definitely um, slotted for one of the tackle positions. You know, we talked about Big Al earlier. You know, I guess the question would be, could he potentially play left tackle? And if we have Mike Tomlin here, his honest answer would be like, well, Hey, maybe if he is healthy. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping maybe a Zach Banner, a healthy Zach Banner would make the offensive line a little bit better. I know he had more success as a run blocker last year. So I'm hoping a healthy Zach Banner would improve the run game. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what Zach Banner could do. I don't, Look at him as a $50 million tackle like Tomlin seems to. But I think he could be asset for the Steelers. You guys agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, so <laughs> go for it, Zachary. Well, it's good. Yeah, we don't have to be everything to death. That's good. Um, a little depressed this week. Um, apparently, they're going to uh, authorize a 17th game in regular season. I don't huh. like that. I like 16 games. I like it's going to throw the stats all off and everything else. And worst of all for the Steelers, they're, you know, we're playing Seattle at home. But Seattle hasn't always been great, but Seattle's not going to be an easy game. I mean, I think it's going to be an evenly matched game. I want more, easier wins. I got a quick proposal. Unless, <laughs> unless
1: Russell Wilson plays on Chicago by, before the season starts.
0: Yeah. Well, I want. So
1: they trade away Russell Wilson, then.
0: Okay. I want the NFL to be like the SEC, okay? If you want to have a sensitive game, then have the Steelers play like Sam Houston State or somebody. Like a, a game that you know Pittsburgh will win, it's all going to be good. I mean, don't give us a sensitive <laughs> game and say, all right, sales coming in. They're like, what the heck? We already had a tough schedule. What's going on? could we have a regular season game that was Steelers, kind of like Steelers
2: exhibition? versus the disbanded Malone University football team. It, well, I mean, it could be yes. a real college <laughs> team. Yes. It
0: could be a Big Ten team. Come play Minnesota. You know, you, the Gophers. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to play, you know, you know, a disbanded college team. But what's up with this? Let's get a 17th game. Let's have Seattle come in. I mean, come on. I don't like this. I guess I'm saying.
1: I don't. I don't care for it much either. Um, it's it's just going to throw a lot of things off, and it's just weird, and it's a money grab. So I don't. I don't like anything that anybody does that's purely motivated by money, anyway.
0: So. Well, and the problem, especially with the.
2: That... Oh, Paul, you guys. Oh, sorry. it's with a 39 year old quarterback. I'm not excited about a 17 game season. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, over under. I think Ben plays like five plays in the preseason.
0: I mean, you'll see a lot. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're going to see a lot of Mason, everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Sam Darnold when he comes over.
0: Yeah. I would (laughs) hope. Now, the issue. all Josh Dobbs, baby. (laughs) I don't like the fact that when Ben doesn't play, He's, he's out of shape for the beginning of the year, so I want to see yeah, Ben Yeah, so if he comes in out of plays? shape,
1: becomes in overweight and out of shape anyway, and then also doesn't play preseason, that doesn't that's not good for the start of the season.
0: Yeah, we'll go eleven <laughs> to five and we'll lose our first five because Ben will be rusty. And I don't know. So we need a happy <clears throat> medium. We need him to play more than five plays in preseason. Well, he'll definitely not play a ton more because Ben never likes to play in the preseason. But I don't know. I I don't like the four game preseason. That's way too much. But I guess the NFL g- owners say, "Hey, if if you if you want to take away a preseason, give us the regular season." Because I guess the preseason preseason will only be three games next year, with a seventeen-game regular season. But I don't
1: know. Does anybody watch preseason? Like I don't know what the ratings numbers are. I mean, this is all money and ratings anyway. So, um, I don't know what the ratings are on the preseason games. And maybe if they were higher, they wouldn't be trying to stretch the regular season.
0: But I, uh, I do Steelers when I can, um, in Columbus. I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but there was a Columbus station was actually picking up Steelers preseason games. So when I was home in the Seahawks run, I could check out some Steelers preseason, which was weird, but but good. I mean, I like that. I, I would not wa- want to watch, you know, Cowboys-Jets preseason. I mean, shoot me. I mean, come on, that would be horrible.
1: And it's not even – the starters on the Cowboys and the Jets. It's like, right, like right. the practice squad of the Cowboys
0: versus the practice squad of the Jets. Like, but, I'm not interested. But, but if it's Steelers, and, and heck, we're talking about more of these guys, too. I mean, if we weren't doing this podcast, probably we wouldn't know. But but I feel like, you know, I, I play the Madden video game, we talk about it, and I feel like I know more of these guys now than in the past. In the past, I might be like, hey, I know the first 20 really well and don't know the rest. Now I feel like you know, we end up talking about most of these guys, so who knows? I don't know. I, I just don't want to see a, a Seattle-Pittsburgh game. I mean, come on. I don't know. <laughs> like, haven't played a Division One team. Like, you know, don't play Sam Houston State. I mean, I'd be up for them. What if they play Oregon or what if they played, I don't know. Yeah, but what if they, what if they lose to Oregon? Well, it's, <laughs> it's on them. I mean, uh, Appalachian well, State. Well, how is Michigan that different from here. them
1: losing to Seattle? Well,
0: I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> lose to Oregon. I mean, you know, you shouldn't. But what if you did? Well, Michigan <laughs> lost Appalachian State. It was embarrassing, but they still have the team. I mean, you know, they didn't have to close their program. You just you get embarrassed. You move you on. Kind of you know? do. You kind of <laughs> have to close your program. Just <laughs> like, okay, we're done. We're <laughs> It's, it's All right, well then maybe you good. should play maybe you should play Mount Union or Sam Houston State or There you go. Yeah, Mount maybe Union. maybe you have to play a division two II or three team. But I mean good night. I mean, can you imagine NFL teams against Sam Houston State? Like Tyree Kill would have probably eight hundred yards of receiving. He'd probably get a thousand yards in the first game, while the over
2: sixteen. that'd uh, be crazy. Yeah, but see oh, I hope. No, no starter would play that game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how they avoid embarrassment. No starters who play that game. And all right. Well, if they and, lose, oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, so even better. So that's
0: another preseason game, in essence, that counts. And, in essence, that's what college football is do- doing as. That's why a lot of these good teams, I mean, sometimes it's a really marquee early season game, but you see like Ohio State, Penn State, all these other teams play crap the first couple games, so. Hey, maybe there's some truth to this. Maybe we shouldn't we should make it happen. I wanted to close our Steelers with, I, and I like these quirky stories, and we got to see if this is true or not. Um, apparently, now I have video game systems. I don't like playing online. I don't like, you know, talking in headset to people I have no idea where they are. But some people do it, and if you do it, good for you. You know, whatever. Well, this guy was playing Call of Duty over the weekend. And again, this is according to a Reddit thread. So take this for what it's worth. But apparently he was playing a game, and in the room where he was playing the game, like the online room, there was a woman. Um, she was playing Call of Duty too. Well, in the background, there was a guy talking. And the guy was like, hey, I like Pittsburgh. I'm going to sign with them soon. And the guy playing Call of Duty was like, huh, this is weird. So he looks it up, and it turns out to be um, a Chicago Bears lineman. And I'm missing the name now. Uh, Do you guys have the name? Rashad. Hmm. Yeah, Rashad. Actually, no, Rashad Coward. Okay. Um, so, apparently, I don't know anything about this guy. He's like the Joe Haig, the the guy at the sewer sign from the Buccaneers and Stefan Wisniewski. He's a part-time starter for the Bears. Um, he, apparently, he's okay. He's not a full-time starter, but he's not bad. So, you think, hey, it might make sense for the Steelers. I don't know if he'll start for the Steelers, but he's okay. But, man, what a strange story. So, no official strange word. Strange way
1: for that story to break.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> official word from the Bears or the Steelers yet. But what makes this even weirder was the person who broke the story right also made a tweet saying something about, Hey, this is so weird. This is what happened. Well, the agent for um, Coward actually posted on Twitter something to the effect of, Man, this is the smartest gamer of all time. And Rashad retweeted the message on Twitter. So even they're having fun and they say oh this this person doesn't know what they're talking about or this you know call of duty player should be next Adam Schefter. I mean man, what a story to break
1: <laughs> well the only thing I say, have to add for to that is is the the Bears have indicated that they're not re signing him. So he is free agent. Yeah. Why
0: not? Well, and there was some rumor about there would have to be a trade. No, this guy's a free agent. I mean, you could sign. Him yeah, if he's a free want.
1: agent, so he'd just be signing.
0: Yeah. But man, what? I, I, I bet you, Am Schefter's here now. I'm not sure if he plays video games in spare time, but Adam that Am Schefter's got on the Call of any. Duty board. I
1: don't think he has any spare time.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> for his work, he's got to start playing Call of Duty. You never know. I mean, he must. I mean, can you imagine all the NFL decision makers that? And again, it was like Rashard was even playing Call of Duty at the time. He was you know in the background, Rashard. maybe on the phone. My college girlfriend
1: or, was playing Call of Duty at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so man, Adam Schefter's got to be on Call of Duty today, going. I wonder what we could break. You know what what type of stories are <laughs> out there.
2: Well, well, I, at first, I was like, you know, if the Bears don't want him, do we want him? But then I, I remembered, well, clearly the Bears have no interest in winning if they're going to roll out Dalton as their number one. So right. that may not have any reflection on poor shots. So. Well, what makes me nervous is, as far as I remember, I think
0: the Bears have a really dismal offensive line, I think. So this guy's not a full-time starter on a dismal he's offensive line.
1: Defensive line.
0: Oh, he's a defensive liner? Yeah. Oh! Oh! I think. Hey, hmm. uh,
1: you might be right. I thought it was. Like,
0: right.
1: Oh no, he is offensive. Oh, I, offensive! Okay. I was just reading the thing. I, th- I thought it said defense. No, oh, he's offensive. Line. <laughs> he's a
0: quarterback. No, I
1: <laughs> he is not a quarterback. No.
0: <laughs> oh man. I wonder though. I mean, it seems like he's, he's a guard. good spirits. Maybe he overthought it. Maybe he just say, Hey, I like Pittsburgh. I like to sign there. Maybe he's talking to a couple other teams. But man, what would the girlfriend feel like? I mean, good night. I mean, you know, she probably is a little embarrassed this morning. So at least she's in good nature, you know. Yeah, you know, that could be mortifying, could be horrifying.
1: All Could be so much worse if he was bad mouthing somebody. Right. He's saying a positive <laughs> thing about wanting to, to sign with a team. That's that's fine. But if it had been him talking crap about his current team and, you know, he's on the three-year deal and now he's getting cut and all this stuff, that that's all really ugly. So it just so goes you got to watch what you're doing when you got these online games on, man.
2: Right. right. The, the girlfriend's just playing a game. I mean, he's the one who was yelling in the background. So she's got nothing to worry about. So is it the girlfriend's fault or is it his fault?
0: I, I, that's a million-dollar question
2: right there. <laughs> Oh, his fault. I mean, she's just playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so and he would so, have
1: to be talking loud enough for the microphone to be picking him up. I mean, and it's a microphone that's theoretically like in her face. So
0: So if the couple go, goes to the church because, hey, apparently they're headed to Pittsburgh. So maybe you know they go to Pittsburgh to have this argument. If they're walking to the church, Paul's like, Hey, she's just playing the game. Calm down, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, weird, I mean, right. yeah, yeah, just trying to work towards reconciliation. Not always about finding who's at fault, but in this case, she wasn't at fault. <laughs> I must be nice. There's not
1: any fault, fault here, but it's definitely not her
0: fault. <laughs> 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 I can't. I can't tell you much. about yeah,
1: couples counselor. It's great. Yeah,
0: I can't tell you much about Rashard uh, Cowan. I don't know his stats or anything. But bra- Bravo to the Steelers. I looked at the NFL history books. There's no other Rashard Cowans. I don't think there's any Rashard Cowans on the Pirates. I don't think there's any Rashard Cowans on the Penguins. That's Good job, is. Steelers. could you mentioned the name was a <laughs> unique favorite? name. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't Anthony Munoz or Demonte Dawson or something, you know. <laughs> or Mike Webster. Yeah, yeah, you know, new names are so very good.
2: All right, well, I bet, I bet you there's a Sam Darnold in Pittsburgh somewhere. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm going to scout him out. <laughs> gonna there be- you know, it's going to be.
0: Look at the phone books. We should Google Sam Downton. <laughs> yes. No, if you Google Sa- Sam uh, Darnold in Pittsburgh, there'll be all the rumors come up. But yeah, yeah. I wonder if yeah. Sam- there's got to be a Sam Darnold somewhere in Pittsburgh, some random guy. Maybe, Maybe we
1: could get him to come on the show.
0: Yeah. I would say for this <laughs> season, especially when we get in the season, we're not going to get these players on the on the show during the season. So let's get like somebody else in Pittsburgh named Ben Roethlisberger to come on and talk about the team or somebody else named, you know, I don't know. Uh, hopefully Najee so Roethlisberger
2: Harris. might be hard unless it's Ben's son. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would love having his son on the podcast. Hey. I-,
0: I could bring on some people who go to church with Ben. There you go. I would actually be interested in it because yeah. there was a story. Yeah. You should hook that up seriously because – when the praise
1: song starts, does, does it both hands go up, or is it just one, <laughs> or does they go with the palms up? You know, well, or is, it, is it receiving, or, like, what are we doing?
0: This has been a couple years ago, old now, but there was talk. I think it's when they lost to the Patriots in the AFC title game a couple years ago. There was talk saying, and, and, you know, from the stuff that Ben was involved in early in his career, uh, you know, apparently he... You know he got saved, which is great. And, I mean, he's on the right track, which is great. But I think the fear of what people call him, mean, he doesn't want to talk about it, and he was reluctant to even talk about the church. Not that he doesn't want to say he goes to church, but talking about it publicly because they thought. And some people would say, "Man, you can encourage so many people by telling your story." And he finally did that at that Man Up conference. Um, before, was last season, Paul? Because, he, yeah, I think that was one That's of our first shows that we did. We talked about that. But in the past, he didn't do that. So, yeah, if you want to bring on maybe a, uh, somebody who attends the church, that would be fascinating
2: to hear. I mean, th- is he in the congregation? Well, do, uh, is he? In I the do background? know from one of them that, because uh, uh, the, this church does a, a father-daughter dance, and so mm-hmm. the, this one friend of mine has been to this with, and Ben's been there, and when it comes to church, Ben doesn't want to be Ben Roethlisberger. He just wants to be Ben. And so okay. that could play into the not wanting to make. I mean, last thing you want is all of Pittsburgh showing up at your church just to right. stalk you. <laughs> yeah. So you could go up to him and say, hey, Ben, how's it going? But just don't bring him to the fact he's a Steelers quarterback. You to, I mean, just treat him like a guy at church and not like he's a big Pittsburgh celebrity.
1: Treat him like any normal eight foot tall, tall guy yeah. in your church.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know. Don't don't wear your number seven don't jersey in church. that no. not be kind of awkward. Hey, Ben, how you doing? You got your Ben jersey on
2: here. <laughs> Although, I. I have another friend who no longer lives in the Pittsburgh area, but he went to that church and almost ran bent over with his car in the parking lot. Oh, no. not on purpose. oh my gosh. <laughs> kind of turned the corner. And ben was-
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Or it would be great because that's
1: great news out on the, yeah, yeah. Red is out for the season after being run over at church.
0: <laughs> like the office. Where- yeah. I mean, that'd be great. But you know, I think, um, <laughs> Or what you could say, and, and granted, we go to church to worship God, but, you know, sometimes people will mention the game before or afterwards. What if you went up to Ben? Because, hey, you know, if you're in Columbus, okay, hey, at church you might say, man, the Buckeyes looked great yesterday, and high five, and you go in church and worship. What if you went up to Ben and just said, man, Steelers are having a rough year, but you don't mention that Ben's the quarterback for the Steelers. You know, you're just guys talking about the local football team. You know what I mean? All right.
1: <laughs> there you go. See, that's, See, the thing, that's the thing he can't get out of just being the right. normal church goer in Pittsburgh a normal church goer in Pittsburgh is talking about how the Steelers are doing or they're busting out
0: of there to get to the game so so, <laughs> so you just go up to Ben after, after church you don't say oh, it's Ben Roethlisberger. you just say hey Ben how's it going Man, are you watching the Steelers game this afternoon? Does Ben still have it? You know? why <laughs> like, they are killing me. Yeah, you the just first, tell him. Turn it to Pittsburgh, Dad. You don't refer him <laughs> to him as Ben Roethlisberger. You just say, hey, it's Ben. You watch that Steelers game. Just, uh, there's this guy like,
1: in my named Ben. He knows too. so much about the Steelers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just never realize it's Ben
2: Roethlisberger. Up. You just talk to him like, you you want to blend in. Blend in. You walk up to him, saying, "Hey Ben, you going downtown and that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be great. Exactly right. Well, well seriously. If,
0: <laughs> oh, we need guests, and so far, our only guest was the guy from Bizarros that let his hair grow. Yes, <laughs> 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 until the Browns have <laughs> winning season. So, I mean, you might say, "Yeah, if they, if if you want to bring somebody on, that." That'd be interesting. I think I'd love to ask him questions about that. You know, what what's been like a father daughter dance, and what's you know, and and how much does that go? But you're right. I'm sure you can't come up to him ask him for his autograph or fawn over him or anything mm-hmm. else. But it's gotta be awkward to treat him as Ben because yeah, he is a person. In the sight of God, he is a person, and you know we should treat him as a person. But it's kind of hard when he's the starting quarterback of the big football team in town. You know. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but seriously, yeah. Let's talk afterwards. If somebody wants to come on, that that be fun. I'll I, be that'll be entertaining. So should be good. And if and if the friend
2: wants to bring along their friend from church, named Ben, I mean that'll be great.
1: I mean that'd be great too.
2: I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I drive by that church every day, and so I could. I could do the podcast on location. Just, just on a location.
1: A, location. Not
2: enough that you can tell what the church is, but just yes. say this brick wall is part of the church Ben <laughs>
0: so
2: be you to. And the off chance
0: Ben, you know, who knows, Ben might be going to church that day, you know, drop off something or hang out with mm-hmm. the pastor or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. awkward. Like Paul's ripping up Ben and Ben walks in the background. <laughs> Paul's like, that Ben Rolf is bigger. <laughs> oh, He's man. too old yes <laughs> all right well we'll, we'll look for yeah yeah let's talk afterwards i mean it'd be fun to have somebody from ben's church because i it'd be fun to ask some fun questions but i'd like to ask about his story too because that story i think it was in sports illustrated about five years ago it was fascinating and again since then ben gave his testimony at man up so he has started to talk about it. good for him but there was a big I think the pastor at that church was talking in the article about saying, yeah, we, we tell Ben, hey, you know, I know you've been for bad stuff, but, you know, there's a redemptive story of Christ and everything. So, yeah, it'd be interesting just to say, I mean, I don't know if that person would know Ben that well, but it'd be interesting just to hear more about what Ben's like at church.
2: You know, that'd be fascinating. They, they, yeah. They've interacted. But I, I know that. Okay.
0: I'm sure Ryan Switzer's there all the time because, you know, Ryan and Ben are buds and it, does Mike Tom go to CMA Church? I think he used to. I
2: don't know if you heard anything about that. Last, CMA church in the area. last I heard, he goes, uh, well, I won't say the name of the church, but yeah, he goes <laughs> to an Alliance Church in the area. Oh, very nice.
0: I had an embarrassing time, and we got to close up soon because we got to get to Nightcore quickly. But um, the day of the Sears Cardinals Super Bowl, is giving announcements to our church, and we were watching, uh, we we had a super bowl watch party that night so i got from the church and it was a church in canton ohio big you know browns area and i said so who are you all rooting for and i showed a picture of kurt warner i'm like you probably are rooting for kurt warner because he's a christian right and i heard some murmurs of yes from the congregation but i'm like well we are a cma church i was at cma church at the time and i said if you really want to be a true cma person Mike Tomlin goes to CMA church. I should have pictured Mike in the background. <laughs> I got booed. I'm like, this is that church. <laughs> Apparently, CMA didn't care about the CMA because I'm like, hey, you got back to wow. Steelers, That's... back your CMA <laughs> head coach. And, no. and you, I live in a rough area, I live in a tough area. Browns have <laughs> one good year and they think they're all big and great now. So it's tough. So, all really? right. A- anything else in the Steelers? I think we've talked about everything about the sewage in the past hour <laughs> I don't think there's anything else we can talk about I'm looking at Twitter and there, which,
1: and there will be more things about 45 minutes after we stop oh yeah yeah definitely
0: hey we are stop talking about the yeah. make your trade Sam Donald get traded oh it'll yeah. be great
1: yeah. maybe we
0: should do an all day podcast just some good trick and I'm sure <laughs> they won't break any news you know? so uh oh Okay. Um, Sports Illustrated out Monday morning quarterback column. Steelers, one of two teams reported as possible Sam Darnold trade destination. So apparently the Steelers have inquired about Sam Darnold. All right. Take that. I got to- the latest. Well, I got the well, latest. There you go. Take that, NFL. And take that, Steelers. Uh, you just had breaking this to. Just-
1: this is even less less interesting or, or probably possible or probable but apparently in the uh, Vegas betting odds for where Deshaun Watson is going to end up the wow. Steelers are now on the on the list of teams they're the yeah, there's the longest is, they're the longest shot but they're on the list of possible trade uh, landing where does prison for- fall yes i think prison probably a little bit better than the Steelers but <laughs>
0: Do you know how many guys we're going I'm to talking cut? about in
1: terms of betting odds, not in terms of their
0: football right. <laughs> play?
1: But I bet you they'd get a lot better if they have Deshaun Watson as their quarterback.
0: Yeah. Do you know how many guys we would have to cut to bring in <laughs> Deshaun? We'd have to cut half oh, the defense man. to be able to afford Deshaun Watson. Well, oh, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, all
2: right.
1: The, the thing is that right now his trade value is is dropping like a hot rock. So, right, yeah. Um, you know I'm for sorry. better or worse the 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 worse his his uh his, his trade stock is, the better chance there is that he would end up on the Steelers because <laughs> we don't have much to give, but i don't I don't think the Steelers want to sign up for more uh quarterback weirdness
0: well I, I just don't i mean they've got less already dealt money. with that yeah, yeah, I mean, again. you you would make your team very, very weak. By making the cap. Work. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So, all right. wait, well, yeah, hey, let's, let, let's go for now. Um, check out. We're going to talk briefly about Night Court in a few minutes. So, we'll have a podcast up shortly. And thanks for checking out the and their Sewers Podcast. Always fun chatting Sealers. So, have a good one. And, uh, like I so, said, check out our Night Court
2: Podcast, which will release tomorrow as well. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.